everyone, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, I'm excited because today we're going to do the deep dive into scary times and the strategies in the scary time success manual. And today we're going to do number four, which is forget about your losses and focus on your opportunities. As we're in this COVID-19 situation, and really it's a world situation, a global shutdown, there were some immediate losses that happened at the beginning. And as we go through it, those are becoming more clear and more evident. So this, this feels particularly relevant when we're recording this right now. So let's just jump in. What does it mean to actually forget about your losses and focus on your opportunities? I think that there's just a sudden shock when I'll use the word game. Mm -hmm. The game you've been playing comes to a halt because it was based on everything being normal and things aren't normal. And for some individuals, they are so habitual that they've been doing their game for so long. And not only that, but here at the beginning of 2020, they've had a year in mind, and there were lots of opportunities in that year. And it seems now that all the progress that they were planning on and even some of the progress that they had achieved, in their mind, it kind of got wiped out, and Mm -hmm. they, they have a hard time. This takes a special entrepreneurial muscle because you've got to be able to shift very, very quickly. And you've got to put that behind you. You've got to put this whole situation behind you. And the reason is that it is gone, you know, that what you were planning before is gone, the future you were anticipating is gone. But that was something that was happening in your mind anyway. Mm -hmm. So you can do something else with your mind, and then you pivot to an entirely new game. And you say, okay, the opportunities I was planning on are gone. But what have the scary times actually created that's brand new? Mm. And, you know, if you've been following the series so far, the scary time series, with each of the strategies that we've done before, one, two, and three, these are shifts. These are shifts of gear. And so this is number four. And we've kind of Focus on how you can rearrange on creating value for people outside of yourself. So this fits in perfectly because the opportunities that you're now going to have are really the opportunities that have been created as a result of you actually implementing strategies one, two, and three. Mm, I love that, Dan. We talked about this in another conversation too. This is kind of your chance to put the pieces back in the box Mm -hmm. and to design a new and better future. Board game. Another board game. A game. Yeah, another board game. That's true. Well, let's talk about that. Because not only can you put the pieces back, but we can actually put the game board back. Yeah, we just got off a company call. So we had all of our team members at Strategic Coach. And this is the first time that we've had a whole company call. Zoom, the technology that we're using, has really emerged in its full power. Not that it wasn't there before, but we had no purpose to use it before Mm -hmm. the way we have, but now it's essential. So that's a new game. That's a new opportunity. And we were quite amazed at the breakout. We had 100 people on the call. And at a certain point, with a click of a button, we were able to go into groups of five and bring each person, the five individuals, yourself and four other people, Mm -hmm. bring them up to date what's really positive in our life and what we're really excited about now. And you could just feel the group when we came back to the general group, just the power of that 
you know, we were about 15 minutes in a group of five and everybody was more energetic, more focused, more committed Mm -hmm. afterwards. And so this is a new game, but if you don't think in those terms, you kind of really feel the loss and you're going to get paralyzed by the loss and you'll be by yourself because other people will be moving on and other people don't have time to have a conversation about what's been lost. They don't really want to talk about that. And really scary times was actually our opportunity to create this document. So the scary times success manual was designed for greater New York strategic coach clients about three weeks after the attack on the World Trade Center. That event touched almost everybody personally. They knew somebody who knew somebody who was personally affected by it. But a piece of research came out about five years after that. So that was 2001. This came 2006. And they just tracked people who had gone into grief counseling groups after the tragedy in New York. So they would meet monthly or some of them even more so. And they had lost somebody. Each of these persons had lost somebody or more than one person. And then they tracked an equal number of people who hadn't done that, but they had just gone out. Some of them had moved from New York. Some of them had to get entirely new jobs. Some of them had to sell their houses and move to new houses. Some of them got remarried in that period or they went on with their life. And a lot of them, instead of doing counseling for themselves, actually went out and helped other people. They actually helped other people. And they showed that the people who were in grief counseling, who five years later were still talking about what they had lost, hadn't really made any progress. They hadn't really made any progress compared with the people who just said, okay, well, that's gone and it's going to be very, very painful. And I'm not dismissing the painfulness of it, but they turned their pain into new knowledge, new capabilities, new skills. And that's really what we're talking about here. And as a result of that, they had an enormous amount of opportunities where the other ones, they were still kind of where they were. Which is a really interesting kind of psychological insight that actually how you handle these circumstances and what you choose to focus on completely determines your future. And we've talked in the past about it, you know, we can have a creative or a reactive response to the same situation. And I'm excited because you have some action steps that, again, they don't dismiss the loss. I mean, you actually, we'll get into that in just a minute, but then what are you going to do with it? Pain is pain, you know. Yeah. It takes time. You know, the only thing that gradually heals and transforms pain is, Mm -hmm. but it makes all the difference in the world of just how you decide to approach each day while you're in pain or each day, you know, you just feel a sense of loss. Well, it's a feeling, but it's not a destination. Nice. It's a feeling, not a destination. Yes. Well said, Dan. (laughs) I like that. All right. So that really articulates the cost of only focusing on your losses, not focusing on your opportunities. So that's the other side of it. So given that entrepreneurs and people listening actually really want to focus on a different way of being, and I liked what you said about 
helping other people, I think this puts us in a much better position to help others when we can just come to grips with it and then move on. I think that's an exciting possibility. So Dan, let's jump into one of your first actions or pieces of coaching to help make this shift, to help make this transition into, you know, really focusing on opportunity instead of loss. Yeah, I'm just looking at the strategies here. So I would say that there's a really great thinking exercise you can do and just get a sheet of paper and draw a line down the middle. And at the top, you put one column is what's working. And in the other column, you write down what's not. And you just brainstorm, you know, as many as you can. You give yourself two minutes to write down everything that's working. I should say giving yourself two minutes is part of the trick here. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you give yourself two minutes, the brain really understands two minutes and it'll bring forward all the information you need to write down. But the first thing is what's working? What's really going well in your life? What capability do you have fully? Even though Mm -hmm. things have changed, what resources you have? And your brain is very fast. The brain operates at one trillion decisions per second. Mm -hmm. It'll go through your entire memory banks, Shannon, and it'll just pull out It didn't know it was going to do this, but the moment you give it the challenge and the deadline, it'll do it. And you'll probably, in two minutes, you'll probably get about nine or ten things down, Mm -hmm. okay? And then you do the same thing with what's not working, okay? And you can feel it energetically. The things that are working give Mm -hmm. you confidence, and the things that aren't working, it's kind of a loss of energy. So you brainstorm both of them. Well, right off the bat, you'll notice that your thinking has changed because, oh, wow, that's different. I haven't seen this before. And, you know, it's all there in your brain, but unless you give your brain a purpose and a structure, it won't give you anything, okay? So you've done something, and now you go a little bit further with it. You look at each column, and you pick out the top five, that five things that are working and the top five that aren't working, okay? Working means that if you put energy into it, it just isn't really going to go anywhere, So the next stage, you know, this is the second action step here. You start making future improvements right now. In other Mm -hmm. words, the things that are working, you say, okay, these are the building blocks for creating a new future, the things that are working. And on another sheet of paper or two sheets of paper, just write down each of the things that are working and give yourself space to write down how could I improve this within the next seven days, within the next seven days? And chunking your time, Shannon, is really crucial here. You'll remember in one of the earlier strategies is that I just operate in 24-hour futures Mm -hmm. here, Mm -hmm. you know. So when I get through a a month, that means I had 30 24-hour futures. And my goal is that the future that I have tomorrow is going to be better than the future I'm creating today because of what I create today. So (laughs) I want to get things done today, but also in getting them done today, I know is going to be higher for what I'm doing tomorrow. Can you say that last line again? Because of what I'm doing now. What I'm going to do before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to do it so well that when I start tomorrow morning, I have a higher level of capability and confidence. It's like compound interest. Each day, the interest on my activities today are going to produce more of a return tomorrow. But here, what I'm doing is there's five things that are working, and I'm going to work on something during the next seven days. So I'm going to take each of the things that are working most, and I'm just going to expand them. 
I'm going to put more focus on them. I'm going to achieve bigger and better results with the five things that are already working. And during the next seven days, I'm either going to change the things that aren't working so that they are working, or I'm going to eliminate them. For this period, I can't be spending any time on things that aren't working. Mm. Okay. The one thing I'd like to introduce here is a concept that we have in Strategic Coach, which is very central, and that is who, not how, that it may not be you who actually makes the progress. It may be someone but they can't help you until you tell them what it is that you're trying to improve and the deadline. So once you've identified what's working and you've identified how you could improve it over the next week, maybe it's just a Zoom call or a phone call or an email that actually lets you, oh, sure, I can handle that. And you and I have been practicing this for Mm -hmm. the last three weeks, Shannon, and each of us has really gone 100% into what we call unique ability, and we've been doing this. And I said on the company meeting that I feel that I've been at my most continually creative and productive over the last three weeks. Is that your experience too? 100%, yes. Well, it's my experience of you, and it's my experience of myself as well. I felt like I just shot out of a cannon in some ways. And it was so fun, but it was based on existing capabilities. We had a new focus and a new message, but we were able to use our existing capabilities and all the hours we've spent, days in the studio, and our partnership and our collaboration. So we were able to pivot that or repurpose it for a different focus than we anticipated. But it was so much fun and it was so appreciated and you have this amazing mind who sees things in a particular way, which is so useful for other people. So I just felt like so stimulated. Yes, in fact, it's hard for other people to keep up (laughs) sometimes. You know, there's nothing better than feeling useful and purposeful and productive. And that really describes our last three weeks. Yeah, this is it then. So you have this little game plan. And the whole point is, as we go forward, you may repeat this several times, okay, because you make improvements in what's working and you have the things that aren't working not there anymore, so they don't affect your focus, they don't affect your confidence. Now, the next one, I'm going to say at the title here, is leaner and stronger, leaner and stronger. Mm -hmm. So as you go along week by week, actually making what's working stronger, more powerful, and the things that aren't working are disappearing, what you notice that the positive things get better and the negative things disappear. And everything in your personal life and your professional life, because this is 360 degrees, you know, it's you as a person, not just you as a particular kind of specialist or professional specialist. This is the one time during scary times when you get to experience yourself as a 360 degree person because the personal affects the professional and the professional affects the personal. What I've noticed is that everything's getting a lot clearer. I would compare the week I'm having right now, the third week since the shutdown, with the final week before And it's no question in my mind that I'm really clear about the most important things to focus on. Everything's gotten very, very simple for me, okay? And the other thing is I notice I'm getting a lot more energy out of this week. So Mm -hmm. the method is its own reward here. Mm -hmm. The strategy that we're talking about, you will be rewarded 
you don't have to do the strategy for a long time to wait for the reward. Just doing this strategy and the first three strategies we have in the scary time, you will feel the reward in clarity, in simplicity, and I would say in energizing. So you'll be leaner, you'll have less to think about, and you'll be stronger in the sense that what you're doing is having a much bigger impact. I really appreciate this because what you've lost and what you stand to gain, those thoughts are flying around in people's heads. In my mind, it feels like a ping pong match sometimes, and it depends on where I'm at. But this is such a great way to organize your thoughts. So is what's working and then what's not? And I think the limited time period is powerful and also why. And that's personal and professional. It's not just one or the other. That might mean a longer page. We'll see. But then really focusing in on, I love this part, how can you make what is working even better? And if I think about it, just you and I with our Zoom capabilities and where the Wi-Fi is the strongest and all of these other little nuances, but they make it better every single time we do it. So that's exciting. And then minimizing what's not working, getting rid of it, changing it. I think I actually want to do that with my family. I think this will be a really great exercise. What's working for us? What's not? What can we tweak? What can we change? And then who are the who's that can help us out? I think is a really powerful reminder that we're not alone to figure out some of the strategies. Everyone on our incredible company call we just had, everyone in my small group, talked about how much people had stepped up and gone way above and beyond and asked, okay, I've got this done. What else can I do to help? So people are really, you will help other people by letting them know how they can help you. And so we'll be leaner, we'll be stronger, and we'll be, I think, also lighter in terms of just how we feel like we're moving ahead. Because a lot of times it's the bogged down feeling that we need to transform as we move ahead into this newer future, new reality. Mm-hmm. Dan, so let's talk about new teamwork and technology, because this is another really powerful aspect of really Mm -hmm. focusing on opportunity instead of losses. One of the very fortunate aspects of the current scary times, Shannon, is the marvelous technology for connection that's available. And we're using Zoom, and I've already said this, uh, we've just found amazing capabilities on Zoom that before this, we had no pressing need Uh to actually develop. And we certainly wouldn't have developed it, you know, in our teamwork, we wouldn't have developed it as a whole company operating as a team. So the first thing I would go after here is to just appreciate and identify where all the strongest teamwork is. That can be multiplied. And once you're clear about that, first of all, there's teamwork methods that you have that can probably be made more productive and simpler during this period of time, faster, easier. And then the second thing is, once you're clear about the teamwork, then you can identify how the existing technology that you have can multiply the power of the teamwork. Uh It's like taking one great capability and taking another great capability and multiplying each other. And some of the teamwork involves better use of technology. And we have great technology specialists, and they're really in the spotlight Mm -hmm. during this period. And so to give them total encouragement to push the boundaries out on what our capability is. But the whole point of all technology right now is that it should multiply human teamwork. Oh my gosh, what a great context for that. And the other thing, Dan, one thing you've said in the past, which to me has always resonated, is that technology is actually automated teamwork. Mm -hmm. 
And I just find that such an interesting way to look at it. And it's true. I mean, I'd love for you to describe that. But when I start thinking about technology as automated teamwork, then it just goes into my teamwork brain, <laughs> which is such a fun way to think about it. And then it's all teamwork. Just some of it happens to be automated. Some of it happens to be human. But that is such a, to my mind, fun and refreshing way to look at it. I'm a historian and this particular topic of technology is, you know, one of my lifetime passions. And if you take every technology back to a certain point, there's a point where it wasn't a technology. It was a group of human beings doing a process. And you would train the team and then you would see in the team what is always repeated about this teamwork. And then you say, well, we can actually create a machine that actually does this. And the difference between technology and teamwork is that technology doesn't have new ideas. Mm. Technology doesn't get bored. <laughs> technology doesn't take breaks, you know. <laughs> so inclusion of technology in this discussion, Shannon, really points out that there is as much as is predictably good, let machines do that. And mm -hmm. then that which is creatively amazing and innovatively amazing, let human beings do that because we do get bored. We do need to take breaks. We do get distracted. And that's mm -hmm. our power. That's our power because we think of new things and we take things that don't belong together and we put them together. Well, machines don't do that. Right. You know, There's a lot of talk about how sometime in the future they are going to do that, but it's not available right now during this period of time. So uh -huh. we just take maximum advantage of the genius of human teamwork, and then we take advantage of the genius of technology that's been created to make certain parts of what we do repetitive. That's a really powerful idea to me, Dan, because I think one of the incredible byproducts or results of this period of time is that people will become much clearer on what is, in fact, uniquely human and yeah. what we need each other for and how that creativity plays out. I mean, one of our core, 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 core concepts of coach is unique ability, which are all of those things that you love to do and are best at. And then unique ability teamwork is obviously something we're both passionate about. So I think where people were at all confused in terms of what they needed to be doing, this period of time will dramatically clarify that and also clarify where they need that partnership and teamwork with technology because there's a whole bunch of stuff that's way harder for humans than it is for something that's been programmed. But it can leverage and free us up to do the fact that things that we just love to do, like connecting with other people, providing them with leadership, relationship, and creativity, asking questions that we don't know the answers to. We've talked about that. So there's so much that only we can do, and now we really have an opportunity to focus on that. Yeah. I got a counterexample because, you know, we're at home here, and we have a refrigerator and freezer in the basement and decided to go on the blank. So that's not what technology is supposed to do. And we have sort of a, another house on the property, a workhouse on the property, and the smoke detector went on the blank today. And we couldn't get anybody in to correct it for this meeting, so I had to switch to another location to do this. But I'm reminded that technology is wonderful when it works, but not so much when it doesn't work, you know. <laughs> And it's going to take human teamwork to correct both of these situations. I yeah. love that. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Dan, I, I want to reference people 
someone who's brilliant at this, especially the technology side and how it can leverage human teamwork is Nick Sonnenberg. Mm -hmm. And I had a great opportunity to interview him and it's like how to make remote work actually work. And it's on our Strategic Coach website under the resources section. You'll see under our Scary Times, it's part of that great conglomeration of resources. But someone who knows the tools that humans need to maximize their teamwork. So I want to make sure that if that's something that's been in your mind that you want to go and explore further as you're listening, go listen to that because Nick is all about the best technologies for communication, for project management, and for tracking your resources. And he likes to eliminate basically the scavenger hunt that happens as you're looking for stuff, which I'm a physical person. So finding stuff in my computer, that's a little challenging. So he's got just amazing ways of organizing your thinking and your actual information to help facilitate that. So if that's an issue that you're having or that you're experiencing, please go check out on our Strategic Coach website under the resources and scary time section because we love being able to connect you to help really be able to maximize your teamwork and to solve that particular problem. All right, Dan, let's jump into our last strategy for today, which is really talking about the first 100 days of the new normal. And by the way, there's also a video coming out with this particular topic, but I love that you mentioned it because I think this is really powerful in terms of focusing on opportunity instead of losses is to figure out what do you want life to be like after we get the all clear. One of the things that I think there's two ways of approaching what I'm going to talk about here, Shannon. There's mm -hmm. people who use the word when things return to normal. Right. Okay. And then there's other people who talk about, well, we're going to be creating a new normal. The ones who are planning on returning to the old normal are going to be disappointed Mm -hmm. And they're going to be disappointed continually because they're going to find there's no evidence that the old normal is coming back. The old normal's gone, mm -hmm. okay? And this happens all the time. It's just that it's more poignant and it's more shocking right now that maybe an old normal that you were building for 10 or 20 years just isn't coming back. But if you think about a new normal, you know, and I have to tell you, one of the great skills, Shannon, of human beings is put into any kind of situation within a fairly short period of time, human beings can normalize shocking times and they create a new normal. So we are going to create a new normal and we're doing it right now. You mm -hmm. and I right now are creating a new normal. Yeah. Because if you get really good at the 10 strategies of scary times, they're going to be 10 times more useful to you during right. the new normal times. And so while you're working week to week and improving what's available to you right now, I want you to also leave time and space in your brain and time in your schedule that you can actually, first of all, for yourself, say the first hundred days after the new normal is declared and the new normal in this situation is we're free to wander we're free to mingle we're free to congregate in person yep, go on a plane <laughs> that means the businesses will start again and you know the restaurants will be open and all the entertainments will be open and i predict we'll get back to it really fast you know Great. when that moment comes and it's clear to everybody you start a process then that I call the first 100 days, but you've been preparing yourself for it all during the scary times. Do it for yourself, and then everybody that you're working with, do it collectively. 
and say, this is what we are going to do during the first 100 days. Mm -hmm. And what you want to shoot for is that the first 100 days when the new normal happens is 10 times better than the last 100 days before the scary time started. Ooh, I like that. I like transforming it so that it's it's 10 times better. Yeah. That makes it worth doing rather than just trying oh, yeah. well, to recapture be, something. It can't be equal to what was lost, okay? So you've been inconvenienced here, you know? <laughs> I mean, you were going along fine and life was normal and everything else. But before the scary times, you didn't have the energy, you didn't have the focus, you didn't have the determination that you have mm-hmm. during scary times. So right now, you want to use all your best capabilities for your daily purposes, you know, and be making the better things better and eliminating the things that aren't working. But at the same time, you want to be creating a game plan that on the first day when the new normal comes into existence, that that starts the first 100 days. And in the first 100 days, you're going to do way, way more than you've ever been able to do it during any period of your life. Mm -hmm. We'll end on that idea because I think it's so inspiring. And that's an exercise that we're going to be doing individually with our teams and for our whole company. I'm super excited. This is going to be sent out to everybody who's listening to our podcast. Yes, which is great. And for a deeper dive into the coaching of that exercise, be sure again to check out strategiccoach.com under the resources section, because that's where all of those scary times resources are. And you just do a great job of walking everyone through it. Dan, thank you. When I read your outline or fast filter for this today, I was really kind of assured and comforted because I think, again, as I mentioned at the beginning, there is a sense of loss, you know, things that are different, not being able to see, touch people. I'm a hugger, so not hugging people is weird. <laughs> so, you know, those kind of things. But really focusing in on the opportunities and using all of the amazing creativity that all of us have and really channeling that into something productive and useful and how we can expand what's working, contract what's not, and taking full advantage of the human teamwork and the technology teamwork that we have and focusing in on the 100 days, that is incredibly energizing. So for myself, I'm very appreciative. And I know for you listening, I'm sure it's also had a very similar effect on you because together we can, A, keep each other safe, but we can also come out of this stronger, better, leaner, as you mentioned, Dan. And Dan, your way of helping me organize my thinking and everyone else's thinking, I am incredibly grateful for. So thank you for this really powerful conversation. Okay, Shannon, thanks for making me smarter. (laughs) With pleasure, Dan. (laughs) Bye-bye.